Imagine if you could sit down at your desk in the morning, piping hot coffee in hand, you could pop open your laptop, double click on a document on your desktop that says life plan, so you could check on what's happening this week, this month, or even this year. Well, I wanna help you create that plan. Let's spend five days together making a roadmap for your future so that you can live all the rest of your days on purpose. Yes, you can own the future that's coming your way. The five-day Own Your Future Challenge is absolutely free to join, and I've got a spot with your name on it. Don't let another week, month, year, or even decade pass you by without owning the vision for who you want to become and the impact you want to make while you're alive. This is five free days of learning from incredible world leaders, helping you to uncover who you truly are and leading you to craft a roadmap and set goals aligned with the future meant for you. This is important. Join me and other amazing global leaders and experts to help you own your future starting May 11th. You can join right now for free at jennaschallenge.com. That's jennaschallenge.com for the five-day Own Your Future Challenge. I can't wait to see you there. You're listening to The Gold Digger Podcast, episode number 29. Today, I'm sharing the secrets behind my content creation process, and I'm talking about how you can create a content creation schedule that you can actually stick to. We all know it's all about the content, so let's get you started on some routines that will have you creating content you love in no time. You're listening to The Gold Digger Podcast with Jenna Kutcher, the live workshop-style business podcast for creative girl bosses, so you can train from the experts how to dig in, do the work, and tackle your goals along the way. Here's your host, photographer, educator, artist, and mac and cheese lover, Jenna Kutcher. This episode of The Gold Digger Podcast is sponsored by HoneyBook. HoneyBook is the management software that I use to stay organized, manage invoices, get paid, and give every client an elevated, unforgettable experience. HoneyBook is offering 20% off exclusively for Gold Digger listeners. Just go to honeybook.com slash gold digger to get started and get your life back today. Hey, Gold Diggers. Welcome to today's episode. I'm your host, Jenna Kutcher, and I'm so excited to talk through how to create a content calendar and actually stick to it. So if today's episode freaks you out because you're like, I don't even know what creating content is or what that looks like as an entrepreneur, fear not, my friends. We will walk you through 10 steps into how to create content with purpose and intentionality and how to generate routines around content creation. So to kickstart this episode, and before I dive into my 10 incredible tips for you, what content looks like is it can be in many different forms. And depending on what sort of industry you're in or business you're in, content can come in the form of blog posts or social media postings, emails, courses, whatever that looks like. Chances are every single day you are creating some sort of content for your business or for your audience. And you might not have ever thought about it in this way, but 
as artists or as entrepreneurs or creative people, we are always creating new content. And so today I want to walk you through 10 ways that you can create a content calendar and actually stick to it, make it part of your practice, part of your business, part of your schedule and part of your plan so that you can have purposeful content that is going to serve your audience in really meaningful ways and also just feed into your business and your life. So before I dive in, I want to talk you through kind of what my content strategy looks like, how I do things, how I run it, and how I have created some of these routines around it. Because let's be honest, I am incredibly type A. The older I get, the more type A I become. And so I have a very strict routine and I'm excited to talk through that and kind of also let you in on how I landed where I am today. So in terms of creating content, I post to my blog three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. On Mondays, I love to share some sort of tangible business takeaway for the creative entrepreneurs that follow me. So a lot of times we'll do Dear Jenna posts where I am answering questions that I get from my readers, or I will do some sort of freebie or giveaway that is a resource to people on something they might be wondering, or we link to podcasts podcast episodes like this one, where it will walk entrepreneurs step by step through something that will give them tangible takeaways that they can apply to their business. So on Wednesdays, we usually post some sort of wedding post. And so as a wedding photographer, the Wednesdays are the day that I love to share blogs and slideshows during my busy season of my clients and their weddings. And it's more of an image based day. So Monday is more wordy and resourceful. And then Wednesday is usually more photo loaded and more visual. And then on Friday, I love to share something personal. So whether it's something Drew and I are doing or a trip that we're going on or something about our house or our dogs or our dreams or our goals or whatever that looks like, I always love to have one post because my blog is kind of like an online journal. It's a diary of sorts where I share our lives and our hearts. And in turn, I create connections and relationships with my readers and my followers. And so I love to make sure that my blog has a good balance and that it's serving all the different audiences that are on it. On top of that, I post five days a week to Facebook, so Monday through Friday. And a lot of times we'll share the blog links or the content from the blog onto Facebook. And then I love to also share takeable images of my clients or of ourselves that, again, create that connection in sharing our lives and also in sharing my work. On Instagram, I post once or twice per day, and I usually schedule these out in advance and take a look at the overall scope, which we'll talk about in a few minutes. And I also send out about one email per week to my email list, which is tens of thousands of people. And so we love to send out links to the blog, links to any courses or trainings that I'm leading, and just kind of let people in through email and inspirational based things. And then lastly is this wonderful podcast. We publish twice a week, so Mondays and Wednesdays. And along with that, we have show notes and freebies that go up at golddiggerpodcast.com. And so if you look at my content calendar, you'll be like, dang, Jenny, you're creating a lot of stuff every single week. And yes, it is a lot of stuff, but I'm going to share exactly how we created this schedule and how I stick to it with the help of my team. 
So without further ado, let's dive into the 10 tangible takeaways to help you create a content calendar and actually stick to it because that's where the magic is, right? Sticking to it and creating goals and making them happen. So number one is be realistic. So how much time do you really have to devote to content creation? How often are you really going to be posting on social media or your blog? Start small and work big. It's kind of like a diet when you're like, I will never eat a carb again. And then five hours later, you're reaching for the bag of chips and you feel like an awful failure because you didn't stick to it. I would rather have you go into your content creation strategy, being realistic and saying, okay, I can reasonably post once a week or I could Instagram three days a week than to try to go big and fail and fall short and feel guilty. We don't want any of that, right? I don't want you to be disappointed if you get derailed. So I want for you to take a look at your schedule and what you're spending your most time on. And if you're already creating content, but you're not realizing it right now, because that might be you. So I want for you to be realistic and think about the amount of time you can devote to content creation each week, how you're going to save and preserve that time specifically for creation, what that time is going to look like and how much you can create in that amount of time. So if you have a few hours a week or even a few minutes, how are you going to spend that time creating content that is purposeful and that is going to serve your audience in an exciting way? Being realistic is sometimes not as fun as dreaming really, really big. But if we're going to set ourselves up for success, I want for you to just really take an honest look and say, all right, I got this much time. This is how much I can get done. This is how I'm going to stick to that. Number two is be consistent. Consistency is key when it comes to content. For real, it is the biggest tip that I can give you. Be consistent. You have to let people know when to expect new content, when they can show up, and what you're going to be serving them. Take, for instance, this podcast. You know when the new episodes are going to drop. Maybe you're excited about it. Maybe you plan your week out around it. I mean, if you've ever followed a blogger religiously, you know exactly what their content schedule is. And chances are they're super consistent. And that's created a reliability and a relationship around it. So when you're showing your audience that you are sticking to your word, that you are dependable, that they can trust you, that is where they're going to start to know, like, and trust you, which is amazing. And that is the first and biggest step in creating awesome relationships with your clients and your customers. So once you are realistic about your goal, how are you going to be consistent? How are you going to carve out a place in each week for the content that you're creating? What time are you going to share it? How are you going to put it out there into the world? And how are you going to let people know when you have the new content posted? I see this all the time with entrepreneurs where they'll post at 10.30 p.m. on a Wednesday night and then two months later, they'll put out some new content and they're not reliable. You can't trust them. You're not sure when their next dose of content is going to be coming. You're not sure what it's going to be. And I think that this can just create inconsistency and doubt within our minds as consumers or potential clients. And so when you're looking at your content, I want for you to be super consistent 
consistent and to be honest with yourself about what that consistency can look like. So if you're going to stick to blogging once a week, you're going to post it every single Wednesday at 8 a.m. or whatever that's going to look like. And consistency is going to be huge in building relationships with your clients, with your readers, with the people that have chosen to follow you. And it's also just going to make you feel more reliable and dependable, which are both incredible traits to possess as an entrepreneur. Number three, this one might surprise you a little bit. And this is something that I've had in practice in my business for quite some time. Never create and publish in the same day. I talked about this in my episode with Ashlyn Carter, but you need to have space from your work. Give yourself the time to go back and reread it, to check for typos, to make sure all of your links are working, to send it to your mom or your friend or whoever it is that you're writing it for to take a once over and make sure that your points are coming across clearly. Our work is generally better when we have a little bit of space from it and we're able to come back and revisit it. So I love to teach in my courses that stressed work is never our best work. If you're coming at your work from a place of stress, chances are it's not exemplary of who you are or your potential to create awesome stuff. I never create a blog and hit publish in the same day because I know that when I have a little bit of time and space away from it, I can come back with fresh eyes and really look at it and make sure, am I serving the right audience with this? Am I getting my point across in the best way and the most easy way to understand? Am I delivering content that is on brand and up to par with the quality that my clients can expect? I love to prep and schedule out content so that I'm never creating and publishing all at once, because I feel like when we come at it from a place of stress like that, it's never our best work. Stress work is not our best work. So if you've never been somebody who can work ahead, or if you've fallen prey to that feeling like, oh, I just created this blog post and it's 10 p.m. and everyone should see it right now because it's just so pretty and you just cannot wait until your audience is awake the next day. I want for you to really try so hard to follow number three because this is going to change things for you. It's going to give you that feeling of accomplishment the next morning when you do hit publish and you've looked at it again and made sure it's perfect and exciting and awesome and it's serving people in a really meaningful and tangible way. And so I love to really follow that never create and publish in the same day. It's an incredible way to give yourself that headspace and that room that you need to look at your work with a very critical eye. Number four, if you're drifting off, if you are on Instagram or editing or watching your newest Netflix while you're listening, I want for you to come back to me because this is a biggie. Number four is batch working. And this is the biggest efficiency tip I have to offer today. So when we're working on something and we keep switching back and forth between different tasks, we are wasting so much time and brain power reorienting ourselves with the initial task at hand. If you've ever talked to an efficiency expert, they are going to tell you to do one thing at a time. And I have to laugh because as I'm recording this episode, I have about 12 different internet tabs open all on different things. And I am not as good at this as I maybe sound right now. But batch working is so important because when you can shut all those tabs down, put your phone in airplane mode, shut off Facebook notifications and really get to work. When you can work in a spot that you are so focused in, you're zoned in on and you can free up your brain to focus, the content is going to flow a lot easier. And it's going to be a lot more clear. 
So batch working is so important. It's a really awesome way to just be efficient with your time and to make sure that you are spending your time in the zone. And we all need to be in the zone more. And so this is something that I'm working on where I just need to work on one task until it is completed and then I can move on. And so if you can look at your schedule and say, I have one hour to devote to creating new blog content, I'm going to sit down and have out this content for this hour. I'm going to put my phone in airplane mode, shut off my Wi-Fi and just really focus. The content's going to flow a lot easier. It's going to be more natural and you're not going to have to force it over and over again when you keep switching tasks. Because let's be honest, we've all landed on a web page and we're like, why did I come here again? And then we get sidetracked like a dog looking at a squirrel. Like, oh my gosh, there's Facebook. Oh, somebody just commented on my Instagram post. And so batch working can really just help free up your mind and get you in the zone to create more freely and more quickly. Number five is schedule ahead. So take the time to map out your posts and schedule them into your workload. So what is the big picture thing that you're working on? What is the clear direction that you're going in? And look at that big scale calendar and then plan content around things like promotions and launches or your busy time so that when you are in the thick of your work, you're not worried about getting a blog post up or posting to Facebook. So what I love to do is I map out my year in advance and I look about when the big promotions are happening or when my busy wedding season is. And I could look at this year right now and say, on these dates, these posts are going to go live because I know what my big goals are. I know what the overall climate of my calendar is. And so I know how to create supporting content that is going to drive home the things that I'm doing. So if I have a big course launch coming up, I'm going to plan out my content for the weeks before that launch happens so that it supporting that launch when the time comes. And that way, when I'm launching or when I'm doing live webinar trainings, I'm not worried about posting a blog post because I've already created this stuff ahead of time and it's locked and loaded and scheduled and ready to rock. There's nothing worse than forcing out content when your brain feels like mush. (laughs) I have been there. I'm raising my hand. I'm guilty of doing that in the past. And every time I've done that, I'm like, I will never make the same mistake again. And so going into this new year, I was very serious about scheduling ahead, working ahead. So right now I'm working about two months ahead on content so that I can go into each month seeing the big picture, seeing the supporting elements, knowing that things are already created and ready. And sure, it took a lot of work to get to that place. But now that I'm there, I'm working from a place of rest and not a place of stress. Amazing, right? So if you can schedule ahead and take a big look at your overall big goals, your big picture, and then fill in those small supporting elements that are going to support that big story that you're telling or that big goal that you have, you're going to be creating content with purpose. You're going to be taking action in advance and you're going to free yourself up so that when those big things happen, whether it's a launch or your busy season or whatever that looks like for you, you are not working from a place of stress. You can rest easy at night knowing tomorrow I have a blog post ready to rock and it is going to serve that bigger picture. And that's pretty incredible. Number six is something that I have to tattoo on my forehead and (laughs) chances are you might too. Offer yourself grace. 
Remember that the world will not crumble if you aren't publishing exactly on time or if you miss a day because you're sick. Remember to give yourself grace and to keep in mind that the rest of the world is probably working on their own stuff with their head down and they didn't notice. And honestly, if they did, they're probably going to forgive you. I promise you that. When I first started... I created this strenuous content creation strategy. I was posting and blogging every single day and I never missed a day for three years. And that was something I was so prideful of. But here's the thing. I was running my business like it would crumble if I didn't publish on time. There'd be times where Drew and I would be on the road and I'd be like, we have to pull over. I need to get Wi-Fi. Oh my gosh, I forgot to schedule my post. Or I would act like the world was going to end if my server was down or if the internet wasn't working. And that was not a place that was good for me or for my business. I mean, let's be honest. I didn't leave my corporate job to end up working 24-7. And I was running my business out of this place of desperation where I believed the lie that if I missed something or if I didn't get something done on time or if I wasn't posting exactly on time that people would stray from me and my business. And the truth was, is that wasn't what I had built. I had built a tribe of people who always thought the best of me, who offered an extended grace to me. And so why wasn't I extending that grace to myself? So if you are running your business right now from a place of fear or a place of guilt, you have to stop right now and listen to number six. Offer yourself grace. Nobody cares about your content as much as you do. Nobody's paying as close attention to you as you are. And the same goes for all of us. We think that everyone sees every single thing we post. We think that people wake up and refresh our blog to see our new posts the minute we hit publish. But here's the thing. That's not our reality. That's not anyone's reality. And so if you're running your business from a place like I was, it's time to shift your mindset. The reason why you started this business is to give yourself freedom, right? To work less and live more. And chances are you are working more in your business than on your business. And if that's the case, we need to take a step back and really look at what we're creating, who we're creating it for and what the purpose is behind it. And so when I was working from this place and posting every single day, I hit this point in my business where I looked at the amount of time I was investing in this blog just for the sake of saying that I blogged Monday through Friday and not for the sake of creating really meaningful and intentional content that served. So I said, what would it look like if instead of posting five days a week, I went to three days a week, but those three days were going to be super awesome content that people would be excited to read. What would that look like? Maybe my numbers would go down. Maybe they would go up. Who knows? Extend yourself some grace and understand that it is okay if you miss a day or if you don't get it up right at 8 a.m. or whatever that looks like for you. Number seven is adapt your business to your schedule, your needs, your clients. Nothing needs to be set in stone. You, my friend, are resilient and adaptable, and that is one of the best traits to possess as an entrepreneur. You can figure out what is going to work best for you. My biggest tips around being adaptable is just stay consistent. And if you're going to go through any changes, just communicate those changes really clearly so that people know, okay, there's something that's going to change. And this is when I show up now and allow your giftings to change as your business evolves or your ideal client 
evolves as well. I mean, things are going to change. My business is not what it was five years ago. My audience is not who it was five years ago. You have to be adaptable when it comes to creating content because as your business grows, as you change as a human being, as your ideal client changes and the demographic you're serving changes, so must your content. It's funny that I'm talking to you today on this podcast because this wasn't a means of delivering content very long ago. In fact, it wasn't even on my radar a few months ago. And yet this is how I'm choosing to serve and show up to the world each day, twice a week, right? And so as my business changed and I realized, well, this could be a really great way to get out content in a new way. I had to adapt and say, well, how is this going to change the rest of the content we're creating? Now my blog hosts the show notes. Okay. So that's a change. So it's less blog content. I need to create more interviews. I need to do. How is this going to serve our business? How is this going to serve our clients? What is this going to look like? And so being adaptable and just understanding that the climate of your business is going to change and evolve and just being willing to adapt to that, that is going to serve you so much better. And that's going to take the stress out of it. And it's also going to help you to see the bigger picture and how the content that you're creating is serving a greater purpose than just hitting publish three times a week or whatever that looks like for you. Number eight, this one is about to grant you permission and free you of guilt. Focus on the mediums that you love the most. I want to say this again. Focus on the mediums that you love the most. Don't force anything. Take your skill sets and your giftings and use them to share content with the world. Not everyone needs a blog. Not everyone is awesome at Facebook Live. Not everyone is awesome at taking Instagram worthy images. Don't be a trend follower. Follow what you're good at and the people will find you there. You don't have to do every single thing. You can't. In fact, you are going to fail if you set out to be good at every single social media platform. It's silly to even try. So really focus that limited time that you have on where you are going to shine best and where you can make it great. This, my friends, is something that should free you of guilt right now. A few years ago, everyone was teaching that in order to have a successful business, you had to have a blog. So what did everyone do? We all went out and started blogging. Now, I've been blogging for five years, so maybe I wasn't one of those trend followers, but some people are just not good at blogging. We've all landed on a blog post and we're like, oh, they're just doing this because they feel like they have to. And this is not serving themselves or their business in a really good way. If you are somebody that follows all of those trends, that believes those lies that you have to do everything in order to reach every single client, I want for you to just take a deep breath because that's not real. And you're not going to be able to do that. And Instead of feeling like a success, it's going to make you feel like a guilty failure. So if you can focus on the mediums that you love the most, and if you can figure out where you're going to shine the brightest and communicate the most effectively and efficiently and put your time there, you are going to have a much more successful business. So I've taught so many different photographers and so many of them were just struggling with blogging. Blogging was one of the number one things that they felt guilt over in their business because they weren't blogging regularly or they weren't blogging every session or they had no idea what to say in a blog post. And 
when I told them like, what would it look like if maybe you just made a slideshow and sent that to your clients to enjoy? Or if you curated a really small post and shared it on Instagram and told their story, what would it look like if you just got together with your client and showed them their images in person? If you're more of an in-person person, there are so many different platforms these days and they're constantly evolving and changing. And there's absolutely no way we as human beings can keep up with them. Don't even get me started on Snapchat. I am the worst Snapchatter in the history of Snapchat. I don't wear makeup at all during the week. And so if I ever get on Snapchat, it's probably because I have a face mask on. So I look like a green scary monster or I'm using the pretty filter and trying to pretend like I have my crap together. But Snapchat is like one of those things where like once a week I'll be like, oh, shoot, I, I totally didn't do that. I should probably hop on there. And I realize like I don't have to be good at every single social media platform. And if I'm spending so much time trying to be good at these platforms, I'm not actually serving anyone and I'm not serving the right people. So focus on the mediums that you love, that fire you up, that don't necessarily feel like work and stop forcing things. Take that guilt out of it and just figure out where you can shine the brightest and then put your time there. It could be a YouTube channel. It could be a podcast. It could be sending letters to your clients. It could be blogging. It could be Facebook Live. It could be Instagram stories, whatever that looks like for you. Find it, own it focus on it and serve through it. And it's going to just free you up to not feel that immense guilt that we have been taught to feel as business owners. Number nine is offer diversity. So this is a twofold number. The first thing I want for you to be offering diversity in is if I were to go to your social channels or your blog or your website, am I only going to see your work? Are you falling prey to the lie that you need to hide behind your work or your products or your services because nobody's going to care about you? Are you believing that you're not interesting enough or compelling enough to actually attract people through your story? Because chances are you might be falling into that trap and we all have been there. But here's the thing. You need to offer diversity. You need to create those connection points that will get people to know, like, and trust you and become your clients. If you're not offering diversity, I want for you to take a step back and figure out new ways that you can create content that will provide connection. I realized a long time ago that I was only sharing photos of my work, my clients. I wasn't sharing photos of myself. But how are people going to connect with you if they can't connect with your work? So if you are only sharing your work and just hoping that that's enough to draw people in, you're missing so many opportunities and touch points for connection. And connection is going to be that piece of the puzzle that makes people have to have you for your product or your service or your offering. So if you can offer diversity and not just fall prey to just sharing your work, but sharing yourself in your life in a meaningful way, you are going to create a more compelling story to follow. And you're also going to get more devoted, obsessed followers who just feel like they know you and want to be your best friend. Take it from a girl who started her business in a village of 1,200 people working from home with dogs in her lap who doesn't wear makeup, who lives in yoga pants. Like if you're feeling like you're not interesting enough, maybe that's what's interesting about you. Maybe those are the things that are actually going to connect you to other people because they're relatable, right? We 
want to be with people who make us feel a little more human. We want to spend our time with individuals that don't make us feel less than. So if you're telling me that you're not interesting enough, I'm going to throw that back in your face and say, maybe that's what makes you interesting because we're just the same. We both feel that way. The other thing that I want for you to offer diversity on is that you don't want all of your social channels to hold the same content. If you have that, no one's going to have any reason to follow you in any of the other places. So your audience probably shows up to your different platforms for, for different reasons. So really hone in on how you can serve your audience best on each medium and be thoughtful when sharing posts in multiple ways. So what am I talking about here? If you are one of those people that has all of your platforms connected, so whenever you post to Instagram, it automatically posts to Facebook. So we're seeing the same content in both of those places. Whenever you blog, you're sharing it straight to Facebook and straight to Instagram. So everything is looking the same. You want to make sure that you understand who your audience is on that platform and how they like to be served. So for me, I have so many different audiences. My blog readers are anywhere from my mom and her friends to entrepreneurs entrepreneurs who need business tips to brides who want bridal inspiration. My Instagram is filled with all kinds of people who simply want to be inspired or to see beautiful things or to make them feel more normal. My Facebook audience loves visuals. They go gaga over photos more so than blog content or statuses. And so you have to understand who your audience is, what they're showing up for, and how you can best serve them. If you can offer diversity on your platforms, you're going to give people a reason to show up to each different platform. And you're also going to be able to reach a broader audience because you're actually honing in on, okay, this is what they need. This is what they want. This is why they showed up here. Here's how I can show up for them in return. So decipher what's going to work best and what will resonate the deepest and where it will perform the best because your audience is going to be more engaged if you're thoughtful about how you're sharing content with them and how you're delivering it to them. And they'll also be more likely to take action. So Facebook is a way that we kill time. We go to Facebook to kill time. Instagram is a place that we go to be inspired. Pinterest is a place that we go to purchase things. Our email is a place that we go to to get stuff done. And so you have to think about all of these different ways that you can show up for people and then really understand who your audience is, why they signed up or why they showed up and how you can best serve them in the fastest, most efficient and to the point way possible. I want to repeat that because we forget to be fast and efficient and to the point a lot of times. I know I am a sister with long-winded captions. I struggle to get to the point sometimes. And I've really been working on that because online, our attention spans are like the attention span of Dory. Like we are on to the next thing and we don't even remember why we logged in on the first place. We need to make sure that when we are delivering content, we're getting to the point, we're solving a problem, or we're simply adding joy to people's lives in a really fast way. Think about it. You can click onto Instagram for like 30 seconds and see 10 posts and feel something from that. And so When you think about creating content, you want to think about your diverse audience and how they like to show up and then how you can serve them the best way, the fastest way possible and how you can add value to their lives. 
Number 10, we've made it to number 10, is you want to create routines you can stick to. So when are you going to publish? When are you going to email your email list? When are you going to post to social media? The more you can create routines around your content, the more likely you will be to stick to a plan, to deliver the content consistently, and to reach your ideal audience. You want to make sure that you are creating routines around this so that each day you wake up knowing what you need to get done in order to serve your audience with good content. So for me, this looks like I'll wake up at seven. I will hop on to my email quick, just make sure there's nothing urgent. I'll publish a blog post and post that blog link to Facebook. And then I go to the gym and I do this every single day, Monday through Friday without fail. And so it's just become a part of my routine. I do this while I sip my coffee, while we let the dogs go outside, whatever that looks like. And so it does doesn't feel like a chore because it's just part of what I do now. Same thing goes with posting to Instagram. Now I will plan out content in advance. So I will look at the overall grid. I will plan out my captions. I'll use apps that are going to send me reminders of when to post it so that I'm not spending a ton of time scrolling mindlessly on Instagram. When I log in, I have a purpose. I know what that is. I can publish, post, comment back to a few people and sign off. And so It's creating efficiency around these workflows. It's creating consistency for you. And it's getting you into a routine that you can actually stick to. You want to have this routine because it's going to make you more likely to be able to stick to your plan and to be able to show up to your audience consistently and reach that ideal audience every single day or week or whatever that looks like. The last thing that I want to go over is how to repurpose content. So we need to realize that not everyone is going to see every single post. So when you are creating content, you want to focus on quality over quantity. I used to focus on quantity. I now focus on quality. I have realized that I can create content that can be repurposed in many different ways. Let me give you an example. We teach in my email marketing course how to create a blog blitz. And basically, this is something that I learned from Amy Porterfield, who is a marketing genius. But you basically create this epic blog post. So you make this really great blog post. And in the blog post, you're going to link to some sort of opt-in or freebie that will get people to get on your email list. Then you're going to share that content onto Facebook and you can do a Facebook live video all about that content or teach on it a little deeper. You can then record a podcast episode about that exact content. You can summarize it and post it onto Instagram. You can run Facebook ads to that post. You can use it to support other big picture things you're working on. And so When we go to create content now, I always look at who is the audience, what is the purpose, how is this going to serve people, and how can I repurpose it? So when I went from blogging Monday through Friday to just blogging Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I filled in that gap of Tuesday and Thursday with repurposing old content, sharing old posts that people maybe missed or that have done really well or that have served many audiences. And so the funniest part was, is that my audience actually didn't really realize that I stopped blogging every day because they were still seeing a link to the blog every single day. They were just sometimes revisiting old posts 
posts that would still resonate with them. And so when I stopped focusing on quantity and started realizing I need to just post creative content that serves purposes, I was able to reuse that content over and over and over again because it was still applicable and it was still able to serve the right people. And so when you are going to sit down to create content, I want for you to ask yourself, how is this serving others? Am I doing this justice? And how can this be repurposed in a new way so that I'm not constantly in content creation generation mode? You want to make sure that you're devoting specific time to creation, but then you're also devoting time to creating a strategy around how you're going to share that. And that, my friends, is how the magic of content creation works. And trust me, take it from a girl that has taken five years to figure out this easy medium of what that's going to look like. And now somebody who plans out her content two months in advance, because I'm ridiculously type A... It has freed me up so much to create from a place of inspiration and to really just look at each piece of content and get excited to share it and have that time and space away from it so that when I share it, it feels new and exciting again. And also just a place of service so that every time I am posting something, there is meaning behind it. There is intention behind it. And there is a specific audience that I'm trying to reach when I'm sharing it. So there you have it, my 10 biggest tips on creating content and sticking to a schedule. And I'll review them really quickly just so you don't forget. Number one, be realistic. How much time are you really going to be able to use and post? And what is that going to look like in your weekly calendar? Number two, be consistent. Stay consistent when it comes to posting. Let people know when they can show up and what to expect when they do. Number three, never create and publish in the same day. Give yourself time and space so that you're not posting stress work. You're posting your best work. Number four is batch work. Use that efficiency tip so that you are just setting aside specific time to handle specific tasks. Number five, schedule ahead. Take the time to map out your posts and schedule them into your calendar so that you can offer and serve up those bigger goals that you're working on with this supporting evidence. Number six, offer yourself grace. Remember that the world will not crumble if you aren't publishing every single day or if you miss a day. Number seven, adapt it to your business. So as your business grows and changes, so can your content calendar. Number eight, focus on the mediums you love most. Remove the guilt. Focus where you're blessed and gifted and serve your audience through those means instead of trying to do every single platform. Number nine, offer diversity. Make sure you are showing up so you can create connection and show people that you are not just a one hit wonder. There are many facets to you. And number 10, create routines that you can stick to. That is it, my friends. What a mouthful. What an amazing episode. I pray that this was super helpful for you with a behind the scenes look at my content calendar. And for you today, we have a content generation tip freebie. So go to Gold Digger podcast.com. Get your hands on the freebie. If you're feeling stuck or you're not sure what to share or how to share it, grab this freebie. It's going to help walk you through some ideas so that you are always sharing every single day and you're feeling inspired and encouraged to do so. So until next time, my friends, keep on digging those biggest goals. And I cannot wait to see what sort of content you'll be sharing next. Thanks for listening to Gold Digger. 
Dive into show notes for this episode and all past episodes at www.golddiggerpodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time, you gold digging dream chaser you. <laughs>